This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is brought to you by Flamingo Pools, your go-to maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Stop wasting your valuable time trying to take care of your pool and let the professionals at Flamingo Pools take care of it for you. Visit azflamingopools.com for a free quote today. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast. East Valley Locals. Get connected with small businesses near you and dive deep into their stories, mindset, and motives. Entrepreneurs everywhere. Get ready to be inspired by business owners, entrepreneurs, and hustlers that you can relate to and learn from. And now, your hosts, Dallin Huso and Ridge Waldberg. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers podcast. We've got a little bit of a different setup this week. So due to everything going on with the coronavirus and social distancing, um, we're trying to do our part. So for the next little while, we're actually going to be recording uh, all of our podcasts remotely. So we're all here in our own homes um, recording this. So we hope that it doesn't have too much of an effect on the audio quality. I just want to make sure that we're still able to get some content out to you guys and interview some awesome business owners in the East Valley. Uh, so today we're here with Kate Friedrichs of Wagging Tails Pet Resort. Kate, how's it going today? It's going great. Thanks, Dalen. How are you doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. We're super excited for this interview and to have you on the show today. Before we kind of get into it, why don't you take a couple of minutes and tell us a bit about who you are and give us a bit of a background. Like kind sure. of life, life before wagging tails. Life before, was there life before wagging tails? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Um, so I actually uh, work a, a day job that's very different from the shop. I work uh, corporate finance. So mm-hmm. I have a strong business background on the financial end, doing budgets, forecasts, uh, profitability analysis, all of the numbers things that um, honestly tend to be a big hangup for most entrepreneurs. And so I I have done that for years. That's my entire career. Um, I wound up deciding to be a business owner because honestly, I, I wanted to do my own thing. So it's, you can imagine, I can't be very creative at my day job. That tends to be frowned (laughs) upon for us finance people to show too much creativity. So um, that it just really, there was this big, for lack of a better way to put it, this big hole that I had that I I needed to find a way to, to get that type of creative business energy out. For sure. That's awesome. So so going back, so you went to college, graduated, got this job, um, but you had some sort of passion. So where did that come from? Why did you go the college route when you had this desire to be creative and start something else? Because I was too young to know any better, to be perfectly frank. I'm very glad that I went to college. It has given me the financial freedom to uh, personally to be able to pursue this. But um, had I known in my early 20s what I knew now, uh, I, I would have just jumped right into it. I honestly, my parents told me for forever, my father was self-employed and he told me ever since I was a little kid, I should just own my own business. And I always just thought he was kind of nuts. Um, but <laughs> turns out he was right. I love it. I absolutely love it. But yeah, I, I went for my undergrad in accounting and I actually also have a master's degree in business. So I really... Oh, wow loaded up on on the college side of things yeah what um when did you realize that you 
wanted to do other things besides what you studied in college? Well, it's actually a really interesting story. So I am originally from Minnesota. Uh, I moved to Arizona with my husband. And at that time, it was our three dogs. We are now up to five. They're sort of like potato chips, just can't have one. Um, We moved here just over five years ago. And we did it because we just didn't like the snow. We, we wanted something different. So it was here or San Antonio based on uh, the types of employment opportunities my husband would have. And so we picked Arizona. Um, we got here, had no friends. Um, it was a huge life change, obviously. A huge amount of stress, uh, stressful for work, stressful for, you know, just personally. Um, and I then injured myself doing powerlifting, which was the one sport I found that I've been very passionate about. So yeah. I, I have no friends. I, <laughs> I can't work out to, to manage my mental and physical health that way. I have a job that's brand new. Um, and then to top it all off in my early thirties, then I was, uh, diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So it was a very late in life diagnosis. So I had all of this happen in the course of about eight months. And I decided, you know what? I think that corporate life is probably killing me. It's really where, where I got to. And I thought I need an exit strategy. So what is that going to be? Because I need to be able to be um, financially stable. I need to be able to enjoy what I'm doing. I don't want to retire at 50 and, you know, flounce around like I would like to have purpose and to feel like I'm making an impact and so it just it just sort of coalesced into this magical thing that I the stars aligned I found the business to purchase it was a very new baby business and and I did it wow told you it was a crazy story (laughs) yeah no um it's a lot there um, I want to dive into a lot of that. So with the timeline here, how long ago was this when you originally purchased the business? So I purchased the business just over four years ago. Okay. okay. And what, what um, was, oh, go ahead, Don. No, I was just going to say, what's the, uh, I guess, what's the process of finding a business to purchase? Um, like whether you had that money or had to get a loan, did you for sure want to purchase a business or were you considering starting something from scratch? So I wanted to purchase a business because at the time I was thinking it was going to be essentially an immediate exit from corporate. So I wanted to purchase something that would be able to help me bring an immediate return and help, you know, pay my personal mortgage and other obligations. Um, So, so I decided I wanted to go that route. Then I, had to figure out how to purchase a business, um, which turns out is sort of like buying a house. It was pretty interesting to figure out how to navigate all of that, find a broker. Um, And then I made a stop um, at the bank of dad (laughs) and the bank of dad loaned me the money. So yeah, it's, you're never too old to borrow money from your parents, I think. Hey, whatever works, honestly, whatever works. And then what, um, why the dog grooming business? What, I mean, because I'm sure there's a lot of things that you could have bought. So um, dogs are something I've always been very passionate about. Ever since I was a young child, um, 
I've just uh, animals of all sorts. I was that nerdy little kid that would get the Ranger Rick uh, magazines and read those. I've always loved National Geographic. There's just something about animals that has always really spoken to me. Um, I In Minnesota, I was on the board of directors for uh, Greyhound Rescue. Um, I've done a lot of fostering over the years. I've done a lot of working with um, high needs dogs, whether they have large physical injury or emotional injury. Um, so it's just really, that's, that's the, the part of my life that I really wanted to spend my twilight years in, for lack of a better way to put it, is, is handling animals in that manner. So um, finding a, a business that I could actually make money, do, you know, I walk in the door and my face lights up. It, it yeah. just, I just love being there and around all of my staff and around the dogs, around the cats, everything. Well, and like you said, the, the corporate life was just getting to you. And at that point you knew that you needed to do something that would ultimately just make you happy. And, Correct. Yeah. Yep. And I do, you know, I do enjoy my corporate job. It's not that I don't, it's just, um, it only uses a very specific set of skills that I have. And I don't have the ability to branch out with that without um, greatly changing what the role is that I have. Yeah. Um, were there any other businesses that you were strongly considering purchasing or were you pretty set on something around animals or dogs? I was all in on dogs. I didn't know it until I saw the business. Um, you know, it was, it's weird having an intent to purchase and not knowing what you want to purchase. That was a, a very weird situation to be in, just cruising listings and going, oh, look, a landscaping company. Well, I could learn about fountains and no, that's not my thing. Okay. How, you know, and, and then I just stumbled across actually two different dog businesses that were both owned by the same owner and she was selling. Um, and I just went, well, that's it. That's, that's the business. Let's go check it out. See if it's viable. Um, so for anyone that is considering buying a business, what are some of the key factors that you looked at that you were wanting? Whether it was, you know, the cash flow, um, the brand, uh, the customer loyalty that they already had, what were some things that were important to you? For me, it was opportunity. That was my biggest thing. So to be able to go in and say, okay, how undervalued is this business really? How much opportunity is there and how quickly can I grow it? Um, over the last four years, I've driven revenues up over 380%. Oh, wow. Congrats. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so. so you weren't really worried about if it was a good or thriving business that not or not. You just wanted to get something that you liked and then build it. That had opportunity to yeah. grow. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it, I mean, the business was running, it was dipping into the red. It was sometimes a little in the black, um, but it was nothing to, it was, it was bones. Yeah. I, I bought the bones and built on the framework, <clears throat> recognize the assets that were there, made sure those shown. Uh -huh. What are, what are some of the immediate changes that you made after taking over? I changed the name immediately. Um, it was called Happy Tales uh, Spa. And the, <laughs> the logo was like a goofy clip art and uh, like, a, like a dog in a bathtub with bubbles on it. And it, it was not well-branded at all. There was no website. 
It actually took me almost a year working nights and weekends to build a website. Um, yeah, that was a labor of love. Take a, you know, a strong accounting finance person and try to write web content, right? <laughs> ball game. <laughs> but it's sort of a curse. You don't trust anybody else to be your voice, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the challenge. But so really it, it was branding was the number one thing right away because it was so... I knew I was going to change a lot. And so I needed to get ahead of it there so that I had a consistent message. Okay. And I guess what is that message that you try to relay through your brand? That we're going to take care of your pets as if they're ours. And I think you can feel that when you come in the door. Yeah, you definitely can. For sure. Um, why don't you tell us a bit about what what customers can expect um, if they come to Whacking Tails Pet Resort? What do you guys offer? So we offer uh, boarding, grooming, and daycare services. So we tend to have a customer that'll come in for one of those three things that tends to be their immediate need. And then um, once they get to know us and, and know the staff and see the level of care that we give, then they usually cross over into one or both of the other services that are out there. What uh? What's your favorite service that you offer? For me, it's daycare. Um, I love that? just because it's it's more carefree. There's not a a goal, it, you know. It, it's not a goal driven activity other than having fun. That is the goal. The goal is to send <laughs> home a tired dog. That's a fun goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's it's very in the moment. Um, yeah. Which is something that I think everybody struggles with right we all tend to ruminate on things or uh-huh. uh, daydream and it's it keeps you in the moment which yeah. i enjoy it's it's a yeah. skill i need to get better at being present for sure do you find that um you have a lot of customers that are repeat customers that come back after their first visit yes the vast majority of our customers are repeat customers that's awesome what what can you attribute that to it's my staff, absolutely hands down. I mean, to be perfectly honest, none of this is rocket science, right? It's it's yeah. not that hard to treat a dog well so that the dog wants to come back. Yeah. And it's the staff that makes that happen. And so really at the end of the day, the what's selling it is the dog's behavior awesome. because somebody picks their pet up and their pet's super excited to see them but doesn't want to leave. Yeah. That's, that's the sale. Yeah. So to kind of go into the staff, when you bought the company, was there a staff there already or did they all leave when you came? How did that all work? There was a staff of one, which in FTE terms was about a quarter FTE. So, um, you know, certainly she did not have that much to do. She was there open to close, just kind of waiting for business to come in. Um, she'd have days where there was not a single animal in the building. Yeah. Yep. So then how did you go about staffing? How did you hire? What was your, what was your goal when you were hiring and looking for people to work? <clears throat> my goal was to not do it the way that I am forced to do it in my day job, because I think it's such a crapshoot, right? You don't know what you're going to get. Um, and as a small business, an employee can can make everything amazing for the entire group or it can poison everything. Um, I take chances on people. 
that's what I've decided to do. And it's, it's worked really well for me sometimes and it's really burned me other times, but I sleep great at night. You know, I know that I am doing things to, to change lives for people. Um, a perfect example of that actually is my shop manager and she's very open about this. I'm not uh, releasing any confidence to share this with you. She, I met her, it was the first weekend that I owned the shop. And she called looking for boarding for her dog for two months because she was going to jail for a felony DUI. Mm. And so this girl, she's, you know, at that point she was in her mid twenties, her entire life was falling apart around her. She was like giving things away, selling her car, figuring out storage for what she had left. And all she really cared about was her dog. And what was she going to do with this dog to get him taken care of? Because all her family, coincidentally, lives in Minnesota. So that's very funny. Like, I don't know, three miles from my house. There. Oh, wow. <laughs> Small that's world, cool. right? Yeah. Um, but so she, when she got out, I was at a point where I needed to hire some part-time help. And I hired her. I thought, well, you know, I already know she loves her dog more than anything. And that's the number one criteria for me yeah so she worked her way from being part-time help to managing the shop she's my right-hand person I couldn't do it without her wow that's awesome do you feel like that's been able to help her kind of get back on track with with life absolutely help her get mm-hmm. to where she wants to be absolutely awesome. yes she will say that very clearly yes she she never knew that she wanted to work with animals either. She just thought this was like a little way station for her as she went to pursue another career. And she tells me all the time, I'm never getting another job ever. She just wants to stay there. Yeah. So that's a risk that a lot of even like experienced business owners aren't willing to take. So what, I guess, what is it about you that makes you comfortable to take those risks? And like you said, you're able to sleep well at night. Um, I trust my gut a lot, which I think is something that most business owners do. Um, I, to me, it's important enough to take a chance on a, on a person that I'm, that it's worth it to me to accept that risk. I would hope that if I'm ever in that situation that she was in and trying to turn my life around, that somebody would take a chance on me too. Yeah, that's super. Cool. That, that says a lot about you and and who you are and how you want your company to be ran. So that's that's really awesome. I really admire that. Um, what? So your other employees? How? Like who do you have? Like what? Who comes into work every day? You so have, I you have. Lot, sorry, go ahead. You have a lot going on there. Yes. <laughs> Um, So my shop manager is in, uh, Alyssa, she's in during the week. I have two full-time groomers that are in. And then I have um, three part-time either kennel technicians or they help also at the front desk. Um, It tends to be a job that it's hard for somebody to take it on a full-time basis unless they're either a, a young student or managing the shop just because you know, working with dogs, you're not going to be a bazillionaire. The, the yeah. money just isn't there, right? So um, one of my gals actually has a different full-time job, just like I do. And she works there because she loves it. So she works 
anywhere from 10 to 18 hours a week for me and then another 40 at her day job oh wow yeah that's yeah so she's cool. a little nutty like I am she likes yeah. to work a lot and and it, I mean you know I always thought it was just the cheesiest thing but when you love it it's not it's just not work she it's fun for her she looks forward to coming to work for sure what's what's the culture that you try to create with all your employees um I'd say trust Trust is the number one thing. We talk about it a lot. We talk about vulnerability and being willing to stand in front of each other and say, when you said this, I felt this way, or I don't understand what you need, or you're not giving me what I need, whatever it is, we actually have those hard conversations. And it's not me standing there saying, okay, you talk to you and have this conversation. They'll, they'll do that on their own. Um, because we've built such a safe environment for that. And I think that that is why, um, that's why the team performs as it does together because they trust each other. That's super cool. Um, so I'm curious about, about your, your college experience. Um, I know you said that you studied some business while in college. Has that helped you at all in starting this business? Yes. Um, not in the way that I would have thought it's mm -hmm. given me, it's given me confidence. Okay. That's really, it, it helped me be willing to take the leap. Um, right. But when I look back at, at what I've done in my career, it, my career prepared me for it. Not my, you know, my career was the education, not the piece of paper yeah. that I got going to college. So, so for somebody that's trying to decide to either go to college or just become an entrepreneur and start their own thing, what would, what would be your advice to them? I don't know. I'm qualified to give them advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I trust your gut and find your path. I mean, I mm -hmm. think that's the advice. It's not, I don't think it's something that someone else can can dictate to you what the best way is to do that. Yeah. That being said, I've been married now almost, it'll be 21 years this year. Wow. Um, and boy, you better believe he has been with me every step of the way and we make decisions together. Um, For sure. Because I, I would not be sitting here saying it's been mm -hmm. 21 years if I didn't let him help dictate what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So does he does he play a pretty pretty big role in the business, or is he more there just to kind of support you and encourage you with the decisions that you're making? Well, it's changed over time. Uh -huh. um, he initially, once we purchased the business, um, we actually decided to have him quit his J job and work there as my shop manager. This is well, oh. my now current shop manager was in jail. Um, so we thought, okay, we need somebody to manage it. I can't afford to pay somebody. So great. We'll, we'll do that. We'll bank on my income personally, and then we'll have him work there. Well, we quickly decided, and he loves to say that he would rather be married to me than work for me. And he can't do yeah. both. So, so, uh, you know, he says he quit. I say, I fired him at the end of the day. He doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna yeah. have to get him on the air and, yeah. and tell us the side of the story. 
it, it was not easy to recover from that. Quite honestly, I can make light of it now, but it, that uh-huh. was very rough. We, yeah. um, you know how they say that married couples should never hang wallpaper together. <laughs> it, the, like they shouldn't be in a business together. I, I don't think, um, uh-huh. in, in most instances. And again, that's a, you know, this is a generalization, right? But yeah, yeah. I, the reason that our marriage works is because we're such different people and we balance For each sure. other so well, but For sure. to own a business and say, okay, I am the ultimate boss and he works for me. That just did not work out for us. Okay. Cool. Uh, well, glad that's all worked out now. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so with all these employees, um, what would you say that your role in the business is kind of on a day-to-day basis? So um, I certainly don't watch over them. They, mm-hmm. everybody there's very self-sufficient. Um, mm-hmm. My, I see my job to make sure that the, the voice of the business is consistent Um, so that, and that's been very, very important to me. Um, my job as far as my staff is to make sure that I'm available to them if they ever need anything. I also, um, try not to answer their questions. And by that, I mean, they'll contact me and say, Hey, you know, this happened today. Uh, can you call this client back? I didn't know what to tell them. And I'll just say, well, Uh I, I could call them. What do you think you should tell them? And, uh-huh. and guide, I, my goal is to guide them, to help them learn so that uh-huh. they can continue to be more and more self-sufficient. Not that I don't want to be there for them, but you always need to grow, right? And no matter what yeah. you do, I think you need to continue to learn. And so I, I consider that my job for them and, and how I can support them. Got it. Um, one last question going back to college. Do you, would you say that you regret doing that and going that path or are you glad that it's worked out the way that it has? I don't regret it. I, um, I actually almost have several different degrees because I couldn't make up my mind. I was almost Uh a German teacher, so that would have been a whole different path to go down. Right. Um, but I, I think you learn I mean, in anything you do, you're learning, right? So yeah. I'm sure that had I not gone to college, I wouldn't be in this position now. Right. I might, I might sure. be in a similar position, but I probably wouldn't have felt comfortable enough to pick up and move across the country. And I didn't have a job at that point. Neither did yeah. my husband. We just, yeah. we did it on a leap of faith. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I guess, no, I, I don't regret it simply because I like where I'm at now. Cool, cool. Making, making the most of where you're at, right? Yep, absolutely. There goes that living in the present that I'm working so hard on. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, so how do you balance owning a business and having a full-time corporate job? What's your secret? Um, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's not a secret. There's not like a magic ingredient to make it work. Um, uh-huh. Uh, my husband helps me do that. Honestly, he, um, is incredibly understanding six days a week. And he says Monday through Saturday, that's fine. Other people get you on Sunday. That is our day. That is it. You, you are not available unless it is truly an emergency. And so Mm -hmm. he has really by him dictating that that's what he needed. That was his non-negotiable 
Yeah. Um, that Sundays are my favorite day of the week because I get, it's a reset. We spend time just to, and we don't even always do stuff together. Sometimes we're like sitting in our office here, each of us working on something, but we're in proximity. Right. You know, yeah. And that just seems to be enough. It's, it's, um, I don't know. It sounds really weird when I say it out loud, <laughs> yeah. but that, I mean, that's, what's just really no, worked, yeah. worked for me is to have no. that, that firm reset button, you know, to uh, always count on that day. Yeah. And then um, again, going back to having staff that I don't manage, I, I, I let them make their own decisions. Um, yeah. If I have clients that come in that are completely unreasonable off the rails Mm-hmm. I, I fire clients. I mean, I just don't tolerate that at the shop. Life is too short to have people walking on pins and needles. I want yeah. these women to feel empowered and to know that there's a certain level of respect that they, that I demand they be treated with. Um, yeah. And that's gone a long way too, I think, with promoting an environment where, where they do feel comfortable standing up and saying what, what they need or what they think is right or wrong. That's awesome. For sure. And with, I, I guess with that busy schedule that you have, like you have to have a why and what's like, what's your why? What keeps you going every day? Ah, oh, I knew you'd have a stumper. Let's see. What's my why? <laughs> um, I mean, yep. without getting into like crazy detail or anything, but what's, no, I think it's, it's um, curiosity. I think that's really my why I love to learn. And maybe that feeds into why I don't have any regrets about spending so much time in college as I did, because uh-huh. learning is, is just a drug to me. Like I just love learning. It makes my brain go a million miles a minute. I can learn something here and already think about how I'm going to apply it over here. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just getting up in that constant learning, which again, in my day job, I just don't, I don't get that as much. I'm at senior enough of a level that um, not that many surprises come my way anymore. So that's, that's probably a good balance too, because you're pretty comfortable with what you do at your day job, but you're able to stretch and grow um, in other areas with, um, with the, with the pet shop. Yeah, that would be a really appropriate way to put it. Yes. Very fair. So, Outside of, of wagging tails, do you have any other hobbies or activities that you like to do that you're able to find time for with your busy schedule? Well, I just, okay, don't laugh. I just started playing Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hey, you're never too old to try that either. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, just today, actually, I was in a realm and my uh, niece and nephew from Minnesota were in there too. And we were all kind of chatting away. That was pretty cool. They were teasing me about how short I am, which, okay, fine. <laughs> um, but it's it's a great way to connect. And I'm finding it's, it's also just sort of a um, brain-churning soothing type of activity Uh so that's been pretty fun outside of that um i'm a lifetime knitter i love knitting uh that's that's very minnesotan so Hmm. um i'm working on an afghan right now actually um and that and i love to read that's the other thing which probably just really feeds into knowledge and creativity i just love that's cool love reading 
That's cool. Well, that's awesome that you're able to kind of fit all those in, uh, all those things in with such a busy schedule. Well, sleep trumps that, I will admit, but (laughs) (laughs) I fit it in as I can. Number one. (laughs) That's cool. Good thing when you're crazy busy. Yes. So would you say that, because um, obviously you love what you do with, with Wagon Tail's Pet Resort, would you say that you also love your corporate job? I would say there are components of it, yes, that I absolutely do love. <clears throat> I think the, the biggest thing that I love is being able to take somebody in a senior leadership role who doesn't necessarily understand the ins and outs of how different financial things work yeah. Like how, what are the levers that I can pull to make this product more profitable or how can I evaluate my business this way? And to be able to take all of that data, boil it up to a level that I can give them three to five key points mm-hmm. and watch that light bulb go on and help somebody mm-hmm. manage their business. That's the part that I love about it. Yeah. Do you spend more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it? And call Flamingo Pools today. Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green to cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools will take care of you. Honest, reliable, and innovative. Just a few of the many good things Flamingo Pools customers have to say about them. Ask them about their mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, They know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and you'll get your first month of maintenance completely free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. So one question that I've been thinking of this entire time, so here's the, the golden question for you, but what has kind of stopped you from quitting your day job and going all in on uh, your pet resort? Um, a couple different things. I've thought about it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, there's a probably a fairly irrational fear that I have that I won't like yeah. it as much when I'm doing it all the time. Um, but that's very much forefront for me like okay am I gonna get sick of this once I finally have the time to devote completely yeah um because wouldn't that just suck to take something you love and find out it's not really what you wanted right so there's there's that fear but then outside of that is even though I got a great interest rate with the bank of dad for the purchase um I've put in a lot of money personally Mm -hmm. into building out um, several different areas within the shop because I have expanded it. And then I also put in a ton of money in the first few years, um, because I was running significantly in the red intentionally. I staffed it where I wanted it to be to provide the service I needed to provide. Yeah. You know, I, I think that a lot of businesses that are service-based business never get off the ground because they're running so lean that they can't, differentiate themselves because they're providing a crappy service you know it's just it's real counterintuitive so I just yeah I I went all in personally from a financial aspect and threw a ton of money into it um to be able to staff it and and do the right thing at the very beginning yeah. 
So basically, so still that debt to pay off is the other. Part. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. So kind of, you kind of built up the infra- infrastructure to where it needed to be, even though you didn't necessarily have the the customer base yet, but it was allow it would allow you to offer the service that you wanted to allow. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. awesome. I yeah, I love that. I think that's a great some great advice for yeah. tons of of business owners that um, maybe it doesn't totally make sense financially to hire that next person but the level of service that it could offer could do wonders for you and can't really keep track of that. Yeah. Exactly. It yep. definitely can be scary to like look at those numbers and be like, Oh, well, I'm going to lose this much as well. It's like, no, but think about how much you could gain from that. So that's exactly. Cool. Mm-hmm. So what are, what are the goals going forward for wagging tails? Do you want to, do you want to stay where you're at? Do you want to open up more locations? Um, so the shortest term goal is to pay off the remaining personal debt that I have related to staffing the business. Um, once I do that, you know, I haven't decided. Isn't that funny? I Part of me thinks, oh, man, I would love to open several locations. But then yeah. it's staffing is always the, the hardest part, right? And so right. it's taken me a long time to figure out how to um, hire the right people and, and get the right person for the team. So even if it might be the right person in general, if it's not the right one for the current team that I have, then it just doesn't matter. And the thought of trying to do that from scratch (laughs) is is overwhelming Uh Um, just because it's, it's just hard, man. People are hard. Yeah. So kind of just winging it right now, seeing where it takes you. Well, I'm just focusing a little more on the, on the shorter term, just finishing paying off that debt. Um, Yeah. I do have some more renovations. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's good to, to know that there are so many different things that I could do. I have been approached by some um, other contacts that I have to, to start another grooming salon near them or, you know, do Uh some things like that. And again, it's just, when you start to think about scope of control, um, going back to staffing, it's, it's sort of overwhelming. I think I would have to quit my day job to be able to yeah. manage multiple locations. I, for sure. I would not find another Alyssa, another shop manager like I have. There's no way yeah. to find another person like that. Uh-huh. Gotcha. So you mentioned some issues you had, obviously, working with family. Um, what's been your experience getting a loan from family? Has that been a, a positive experience or have you had mixed, mixed feelings about that? It, it's been incredibly positive. Um, uh-huh. I honestly asked my father sort of as a last resort. Um, yeah. When we moved here, we depleted a fair amount of our savings because it yep. wasn't a long planned out thing. Um, and we wound up giving away most of our furniture and stuff before we moved. We just made a clean break. So then we get here. Now we need to furnish a house. Well, <laughs> that's expensive to do that all at once. And so, um, yeah, it it has gone splendidly well. I, yeah. I'm shocked, honestly. You would think that that wouldn't go well. You always hear, don't borrow money from family. Um, right. He actually, with everything going on with the coronavirus, um, I contacted him and just said, you know, can I hold up a few payments here for you? I'm just not sure what's going to happen. And absolutely, no problem. He's very supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, He keeps telling me that he wished that he would have negotiated a little differently and gotten an equity deal instead of cash plus interest. But I've Uh, let him know that 
that ship has sailed. Nope, nope, we are not renegotiating that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No, I think it's super cool. I, I know a lot of people are either don't want to deal with that or they feel like, you know, it's just, it's the easy way out, taking kind of a handout from a parent. But, and I think I even used to think that uh, a while ago, but I mean, if, if an opportunity is there to get that money, sometimes it can be so hard to, you know, get it from a bank or a lender, you know, why not take advantage of the opportunity to, to go to family or close friends first and, and try to get a loan from them. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when you look at, I mean, unsecured debt is just really scary. Yeah. It's yeah. just a scary thing to take on. Yeah. Um, even now with my business, I have very good personal credit, but my business doesn't have credit. I still, I have to have a deposit at the utility company still. Yeah. Or I, <laughs> I mean, mm. they take the money every month. It's always paid. It's never a problem. I've offered to sign a personal guarantee. They won't take that. Like it's just mm. credit's weird, especially yeah. for business, you know? Um, so you mentioned the coronavirus a little bit. I'd like to kind of get into that. How, how has that kind of affected you, affected the business, affected kind of your outlook on, on the immediate future? Well, um, you know, and I said, I'm sleeping great at night. I was until the coronavirus came along. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely has, has frankly been terrifying for me. Yeah. Um, because virtually overnight, my business dried up. I just saw it go and it was just wow. like, oh my goodness, I've spent years, years doing this yeah. and it just, just poof, it was gone. Um, we, we are designated as a essential service. Okay. I did, I did speak with the governor's office. Um, so that was a huge weight lifted yeah. to get that, that designation, but we were closed for a week um, before we got that clarification. <clears throat> and that's scary. I mean, wow. I, uh, I had to lay off all my staff. I've never cried so much in my life. That was Mm -hmm. absolutely heartbreaking. Um, And they were all so supportive. You know, I mean, here you're telling somebody I can't afford to employ you anymore. And they say, you know what? It's going to be great. It's no problem. It's going to be back. I can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah. Just humbling to me. People Um, are still in their dogs, right? They are. And their dogs still need to get groomed. Mm-hmm. Um, and their dogs still need daycare. That's been the other thing that I'm thrilled our client base really has a firm read on that their dogs do still need a lot of exercise. Yeah. So what, I guess, what's your advice to all these other business owners out there that, you know, may or may not be essential, but that mm-hmm. are, you know, kind of struggling with the same things of having to lay people off, not knowing what the future holds, having to shut down for uh, a certain amount of time. I think be honest with your staff. Yeah. That's the thing. Everybody's scared, you know, just, I think so many owners fall into this trap of, well, I need to put on this, this stiff upper lip. I need to be very brave and and tell everybody it's going to be okay. And, you know, we all know that nobody knows. No one knows this. Nobody has lived through this. That's alive today. You know, I mean, this is just such a, a crazy time it's okay to tell your staff, I don't know what's going to happen. This is what we have to do. Mm -hmm. Let me help you file for unemployment. Yeah. You know, that's an okay thing. Um, Take advantage of every single government program that you can. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not a bad thing to take assistance from the government. Yeah. And there's a lot out there that are trying to, a lot of programs out there that are trying to help boost small businesses that are struggling. Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. Have you have you personally been able to to benefit or take advantage of any of those so far? I have. Yes, I have been able to. Um, I'm happy to share details if you would like them. Yeah. No. Yeah. That'd okay. be awesome. A little bit. So. Definitely. Yeah. So I um, have already received my EIDL advance. Um, okay. And so that is a thousand dollars per employee that you had as of the beginning of January of this year. Uh-huh. And that and that's a grant. So that's pretty amazing. That helps. I mean, they're wow. boom, two months of rent right there. Thank you. Wow. Um, I am waiting now. My application is in and all my paperwork is submitted for my payroll protection loan. Okay. So I'm waiting to get that in as well. But yeah, I'm really grateful I was able to rehire all but one staff without that so far. We're awesome. doing, you know, we're cruising along. We're at some reduced hours, but we're working. Yeah. Cool. How are you gonna? How are you gonna start? Um, you know, advertising the business more and stuff um, after this kind of, you know, the scare and stuff settles down. So I'm actually seeing a lot of new customers now. Really? Um, it seems to be really mixed what grooming salons choose to stay open. Um, okay. Some are choosing to, and some aren't. It's just a real personal decision based on you know wherever you are. Yeah. In your life. Um, yeah. And we're, we're open and I'm definitely advertising that we're very careful how we interact with our clients. We don't have any customers coming in the building anymore. It's all curbside. Um, we don't allow any customer, um, collars or leashes. We tell people that your dog's going to get naked before they can come in the door. Um, so we use our own slip leads for that. And we wear masks when we interact with our customers now. So we're taking those precautions and that actually has helped us pick up business from um, customers whose other groomers are closed. We are also offering a, um, a pickup and drop off service like uh, to your home for an extra wow. fee. We've been doing that for people that are real nervous too. And that's helped. That's awesome. How have you yeah. advertised? Uh, it's been mostly word of mouth, to be honest. I've done a lot of advertising on social media um, and then just uh, communications with our existing client base and yeah. word gets around very, very quickly. Um, you know, everybody knows somebody who owns a dog, right? Yeah. So, and people talk, you have these dogs who are much more higher maintenance for their coats and these owners are freaked out. Their dogs are mad. It was a painful condition for their dog. What are they going to do? So they all talk yeah. trying to find the place that they can go. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it for myself. I think I got every question answered down. How are you feeling about it? Yeah. Yeah. That was a super good information. Ridge, you want to kind of take us into our next segment here? Yeah. So our next segment, um, we, uh, we're really slacking on trying to find a name for this. Um, so we have a, uh, a list of questions here um that are going to be rapid fire questions so you're going to have 60 seconds to answer as many questions um they're just like questions maybe about the business just like fun little questions um so you have 60 seconds to answer as many as you can um i have a good feeling that you can you can beat the record so what's the prize I mean, I am mission driven. What's the prize here if oh, I win? Man. Oh man! Number one, one on have? the leaderboards. Number one on the leaderboard. Yeah. Hey, I'll the take it. Ring. A big deal. A big deal. So. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. All right, All guys, right. let me know when you're ready. 
All right, we're gonna have a five second countdown, and then we'll get, and then Ridge will get us started. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. Uh, favorite junk food. Cheetos. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Uh, pause time. Music you turn on when nobody's around. <laughs> Aerosmith. <laughs> if you're stuck on an island, what would you bring? A book. Uh, favorite quote. Do or do not, there is no try. If you could have dinner with anyone in time, who would it be? My husband. Oh, that's sweet. Best business book you've read? Uh, anything by Brene Brown. Uh, best podcast you've listened to? This one. Hello, Let's easy go. answer. <laughs> uh, celebrity crush. Um, uh, the, the guy in Maroon 5. What is Adam Levine. Oh, Adam Levine. Thank you. Tattoos all the way. Yep. <laughs> TV show you could binge watch. TV show I could binge watch. Uh, One Hundred Humans. Oh, wow. all right. I think I, I think you slid it in just in time. What do you think, Ridge? I I'll give it to her. I'll give it to her. Ten. Is that the record, Ridge? I can't confirm or deny at this. I, I have think, to check. I we're gonna have to check. We're away from each other right now, so I don't. We'll we'll check on that. We'll check okay. on that. Okay, I yeah. get two points for the podcast answer, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a bonus <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course. of course. Awesome. Okay. Um. Well, before we close up here, Kate, do you want to just kind of let our listeners know where they can find you, either in store or online? Sure. Um. So Wagging Tails is located in Tempe. We are on Southern between McClintock and the 101. Um, you can find us online at waggingtailsaz.com. Cool. And then awesome. do you have social media they can find you on? Uh, yes, it's waggingtailsaz. Cool. Perfect. Okay. Well, uh, Kate, once again, we're so grateful for the opportunity you had to sit down today. It's definitely been a pleasure to kind of get to know you, um, hear about your business and all the good advice that you have for us and, and all our listeners. So thanks again for coming on today. Um, and to all our listeners, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. We will see you. Thank, Thank you, you very much.